Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a self-proclaimed sex expert and cougar. And my son is a self-proclaimed stand-up comic and mime. Together we host this podcast where we talk about all the things you're not supposed to talk about with your parents. Why are you laughing? Because I was going to say clown and I said mime. Oh, that's a hilarious one. I am both for all of our listeners. Guys, today we have an incredible guest on the show. I'm so excited to give you this episode. Her name is Emily Morris and she is the host of Sex with Emily, the huge blockbuster podcast about sex and sexuality. She has her doctorate in human sexuality. She is so smart when it comes to sex. She can answer all of your questions, and she answers all of our questions in this episode. And you had quite a few questions, Cam. I riddled her. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I basically, I came out, I asked her about how, how do you deal with anxiety and depression when it comes to sex? I, I asked her how your relationship with your parents affects your sex life. That was a fascinating one to me. Yeah, this is an exciting episode. It really, really, really touched home on a lot of major issues that we've talked about before. She's very, very much in line with my way of thinking in terms of sex. I you ended up becoming best friends by the end of the episode. I found my new BFF. And you guys are going to hear why she's such a delight. Uh, before we jump into this wonderful episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Promescent. Permescent, it's a lidocaine penis spray. It basically, it, it takes the edge off your penis when you're having sex, when you're let's intimate. Let's face facts. It's for, for those guys who come too quickly. Or quicker than they want to be coming. And so basically, it's I, I've put this thing on my penis. I've masturbated with it. It makes you last longer because it takes a little of the edge off, depending on how much you put on. And it's like, it's like drinking a glass of wine. It, it gives you more control. Okay, the real, the wonderful reason that I think it's great is because it doesn't transfer to your partner. That's the really, the beauty of it because you don't want everybody to be numb down there. But this is a great product and I suggest you guys go on and buy that. Go to promescent.com, type in promo code MOM, you'll get 15% off your order. How do you like that? That's a, that's a deal. That's a freaking deal. Okay. Uh, usually we do the review of the week where we talk about one of you lovely listeners. This week we have a wonderful voicemail that we th I think we, we should play for you guys. Go for it. Hey, Karen Lee and Cam. Um, I was planning on donating again this year, and I thought it could be good to share with you and maybe even other listeners why I donate. I think it's so important for other people who listen to your podcast to donate as well. A lot of people say, oh, I can't afford to donate, but 
Like, don't drink one $5 coffee and give that money instead to them. You know, you're not having to pay for anything, but Cam and Karen Lee are working hard and should be paid for this. My roommate always says that she could never afford to donate to anything, and then she would get Amazon packages to the house every week. So save one Amazon package and donate to them. Um, the reason that I'm donating to you guys is because you this podcast has changed my mindset. That sex should be talked about and celebrated and communicated, especially in relationships. And it had three big effects on me. So the first is that I forgave people who sexually assaulted and raped me because of one of your episodes where a guy who was raped when he was five forgave a family friend who did it to him. And I thought, if a guy who was raped when he was five could do that, I could do that. And it was so healing. It was amazing. The second is I ended up doing stand-up comedy about my sexual experiences at Burning Man last weekend. And I've never done stand-up. I was terrified, but I felt like I had to share my sexual experiences because of you. And it was great, really fun. And the third is I just came out to my parents as queer which was really hard, but I couldn't have explored my sexual preferences if it wasn't for this podcast. So I appreciate everything you do. I'm happy to donate and hope other people do as well. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much to this caller. Uh, first of all, I'm so happy and touched that this podcast has affected your life. And I really appreciate you encouraging people to donate because we could really use that money. I could use that money to survive because this is my full-time thing. Uh, and in it really encourages us to keep putting out this work. So thank you for listening. Thank you all for sending us all of your lovely emails. Well, tell them how they can donate. Go to sextalkwithmymom.com and donate. There's a donate button on there. There you go. Easy as that. We hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. This is our interview with Emily Morse. Stay tuned and let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the BFFs for me. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Emily Morse. Hello. Hello. So excited to I'm have you. So excited to be here. You have pioneered what we're doing. Which takes a lot of guts. Yeah, I'm so glad that there's more people doing podcasts now. It's amazing. Yeah, it do- I guess it does. I didn't realize at the time, but looking back, it was funny. Someone said, you were talking about, someone said to me, like, you were talking about sex before it was cool. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like everyone always talked about sex, but I guess as far as podcasting goes, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah, 12 years. You're a pioneer. 13 years, going to my 13th year. Yeah, 13 wild. Years. I know. I don't know how that happened. Has it changed? <laughs> Have you changed with the podcast? Oh, yeah. Or- well, that's what I'm going through right now because I started it, like I was, I was telling you, my living room in San Francisco, tw- thir- uh, this room in 13, like 12 years, 12 and a half years ago. And I, oh my God, I, I yes, it's changed a lot because first of all, it was the first month the podcasting was starting and I was living Whoa. in San Francisco. I know, you know, I'd never, I, at the beginning I was like a guinea pig. Like I hadn't been to like, you were saying you'd never been to a play party. I was listening to one of yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to my first play party and I had a threesome and you know, and I tried all the It gives you toys. kind of like a license to do stuff that you would never normally exactly. do. Exactly. That is what I've been telling Cam. I'm like, I was like, in the name of science, do <laughs> <laughs> it so you don't have to or maybe you'll want to. But even walking up and meeting people, you have like an automatic intro. Like, oh, I'm, you know, hey, I'm I'm a sexologist right. or I talk about sex all the time so I can meet you and, and go right to the subject in, where in a second. In a There's second. no small talk. I've been in small There's talk no small in 13 talk. years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? small talk. It's just like, such no. a freedom though. It is to a do freedom. That. It is a freedom and it's just gotten, I guess, so then it was, it was, not, and I've never been uncomfortable with it so I never grew up with like shame or issues around it. I just was like, I want it to be great. It was like, so, but yeah, I love it. And was, I was your first experience great? It was okay. Like it wasn't, it wasn't my first experience was, 
it was the guy I dated in high school. You guys can appreciate this being from the Midwest. He was like on the football team. He was a senior. I was, did you guys go to like, did you go to like a public school or a private school? Oh, we're all public, public schools. School. So it was like, um, the football player and he was, I wore his jacket and then we dated for a year and like it was like 11 months and then I held out and then finally he like, his parents were out of town and we had sex in his brother's bed oh. and his brother. And I was like this, like. I remember him lying on top of me. He's kind of grunting and moving. And I was like, ah, and the condom. And by mistake, he left the condom. Oh. By the bed. And then his brother came home an hour later and like yelling, like, I can't believe you guys had sex in my bed. Oh, why, why was it? I blocked his... that part till just now. Yeah, why, why did, wait, why didn't he go in his own bed? That's where I remember when the sex. How about that? <laughs> I don't know why his brother's bed was nicer. It was like a king and he had like a twin. Who knows? Jeez. Oh my God. That's so but silly. I made it. It was to be special, you know. It was. I'm glad I knew him. I guess. And You're glad like you knew cry. him. It wasn't just some random stranger. <laughs> well, no, like, let's now, get it over with. Because people now are like, I want to lose my V card before college, or let me just get it over with. And I just, yeah. I think it should just people put so much pressure on themselves. I know, but it is. It is. We were talking about this the other day. It is kind of a story that you should have a good story, a good virginity right. story. You totally. need. You need one. Otherwise, it's yeah. like, well, how'd you lose your virginity? Ah, oh, it's my boyfriend. No, no. You want it to be like something like, oh, I had a, a threesome. We were swinging how'd from the rafters. How, how did you lose your virginity? Oh boy. Oh, have you heard like, this yet? So many times. Uh, oh, then <laughs> Way don't, too. Don't don't. don't. If no, we, we, if we everyone's t- heard it on the show. <laughs> Oh, no. I don't know. It just was really good. I right. just got to say. The first time it was good? Yes. You. He pursued me for like a year. And I was like, what am I? Finally, I figured one of my friends said, you better not come back. And, uh, you know, it's a spring break type of thing. You better not come back a virgin. So I'm like, I better ask this guy. <laughs> He's been pursuing me for a year. I might as well go with that one. You Peer know? pressure. Peer How pressure. How old are you? I was 17. Like 19. 19. I was an okay, old yeah. lady. I was an old maid. Old maid. I was 22. Right. No, no, no. I was 20. You were not. I was 20. Were you? 20. Yeah. I thought you were younger. Anyway, it turned out he was excellent. What does that mean? Excellent means like just like he had the bedroom eyes. He just knew what to say. He had the com- it's all confidence. Was he older? A year. But it's all it's confidence. confidence. It is confidence, isn't it? it is and that's confidence. what my question for you was: in terms of your personal experience or professional, what are the most important qualities? that you think people should have when they're having good sex? What's such a good question. Um, the most important, I mean, first of all, we get to define it individually. That's a great thing about sex. You know, there's no sex police that are knocking your door and be like, you did that wrong. You know, that was not good sex. I'm sorry. That sex was mediocre. There's a rating scale. Right. Did not work. Exactly. No. So I think that for a lot of people, um, what makes great sex uh, is so different, I think, for some people to say orgasm. We both come. That's great. We both have orgasms or connection or intimacy. Like I felt like really connected and loved and I felt our energy and we looked into each other's eyes. So I think it's, but at the end of the day, I think great sex is when you, there's consent and when you truly know your body because you spend time self-pleasuring, masturbating and you know what makes yourself feel good. And then you're with a partner and you're like, you know how to ask for that or show that. So you, and then, and, but goes both ways and you, it's fulfilling cause you're like, you're not so they're going, this hurts, but I don't want to Like a lot of women, they do. This hurts. I don't want to tell them that I'm in pain because so many women have pain or this is my oh, legs totally, falling yeah. I don't feel anything. I'm jackhammering, you know, but <laughs> hopefully, you know, yeah, it's when you feel connected and get your needs met. Love that. Yeah. I love and that communicating. too. It, I th- it's kind of a, uh, it, it's interesting is a, like when you're first starting to explore sex, how people have such different desires when entering the bedroom. Some people exactly. want like so 
rough and passionate or right. like some people want it very slow and intimate it, right. it's wild and that's yeah. how you that's know a, right like yeah. how could we fill out a form beforehand or yeah, something and right. that's what makes one night stands so difficult because it is challenging but i listened to your one night stand so i have some i have some tips for you <laughs> oh, wow. i have some com- i have so many Uh-oh. notes no, in my brain yeah, so sex with notes. emily tips for cam i was not no but i, I cannot to... wait to hear this yeah, okay let's hear it okay well so you were so you were talking about casual sex one night stands and i get asked this is a very common question or debate around one night, st- one night stands and the truth is if my producer is here she'd tell me to slow down so <laughs> i do literally for 13 years i've been doing it there's always someone saying, slow down. They hold up a sign because I get excited. So <laughs> I love that. I, um, we just tell you to speed it up. Let's right. hear it. Oh, no, you must talk to me. Right. So, um, so wait, what was the question? So, um, what notes you had for me? Got, oh, okay. <laughs> so the cliff notes the for thing Cam. About ca- casual sex is that first one night stands, it's hugely debated. Like, can you handle it? Can you not? It's an, it's a case by case basis. So it is not for everybody. Like if casual sex makes you feel like, you know, in the morning, like you have like that shame, you have shame over, as I like to call no, it, or you have regrets. What or if you like, take three connected. showers after it? Does that <laughs> okay, indicate something? So I, this is where we're going to go back to something I said earlier. I want to hear about your three shower thing. And oh boy. You showered three times after sex and then it, you guys skipped over it. And I was listening and oh, I was like, shit. I want to know who you had sex with that night. Mm-hmm. I, oh, she's I, good. I want to know more about your sex Ooh, life. Mom is on the hot seat. But, no, let's go back to okay. Cam. So Cam, <laughs> Wait, so, you're, 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 all right, we'll get back we'll to go it. We'll go back to it if we want to. You guys, no pressure. I'm just saying. I'm, you could tell me after. You don't have no, to reveal this, no. Wait, no. I have so many things to say to you right now because I was saying my show at the beginning, I didn't know what I, it's been I It's changed because no I shit. used to not talk I about stuff. I will talk about anything. Okay, see? As long your as mom's Cam, open. It's okay. Just, if Cam says go, I go. go if Cam go, says go. I don't want to hear that shit, no. I keep my mouth shut. I don't necessarily want to hear it, so but So we'll go. get back to that. But okay, so casual <laughs> sex is that we all get to decide. And I think there's this, this again, there's so many... Um, societal pressure we have that you should want to have socks all the time that we should all enjoy casual sex we should all have flings have as much as you there's a number you should get to then you'll want to settle down none of that is true that's all bs and so and some people truly are like you know what i really love experiencing different partners and they have great one night stand sex sometimes Some, like all sex it's not always great but because they get with someone and they're like it's not just going to be we're going to organically figure it out no i need to get on top to have my orgasm or i want to pull out my vibrator or he's going to say can you go down to me for another whatever and you actually feel you know safe enough with this person and that you can just kind of express whatever you want and then you don't feel bad in the morning but you know there's a lot of people who they just you know but my my rule is that like check it out like see if you start feeling really bad about it in the mornings or you know and you just feel like empty and then it wouldn't be for you but ideally and I will never tell anyone how long they should wait people are like how long should I wait 3 days 3 months I people hate have that rules. question too feel when do you feel when does it feel right to you not cuz mm-hmm. they're pressuring the person's pressuring right. you not cuz you feel guilty it's like when do you finally like you know what I could bone this person cuz yeah. I know and I think it's always better to wait as long as you can, because you can't go when back. you have sex too soon. Sometimes the ne- the, the 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 detriment to that is that we get we can get connected to the sex, and you get the serotonin, the dopamine, and that like connection, which confuses you. And you're like, oh, I can't see these red flags waving mm. in the distance because I can't wait to have sex with you again. Uh, so, very cool. Observation. So I feel like just because that one night wasn't maybe or the few times. Oh, you're saying you, keep exploring it. Yeah, I was going to say just because you did it. Yeah, like I'm just thinking people also try things once with sex. Like, oh, it was horrible. Yeah, I'll yeah. never do that again. Or, and you just And also as you change in your life and right. as you mature and as you experiment and you experience different things and you might go through a breakup and then you haven't had sex in a while, maybe the one night stand is, the, is like you know, the panacea or maybe it's the worst thing to do. But, you know, it depends on where you are in exactly. your life passages. I, I, I remain open. 
I have not completely. Okay. We haven't shut that door it, yet, Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true though. There are different places. You're like, I just want to go have sex tonight. I want to meet a nice person and hang out and go home in the morning without strings. Tonight? No, sometimes you oh. feel that. <laughs> not me tonight. <laughs> I have to go home and do some work. I'm uh, saying that's how you feel. I was but as long as you just got to check it with yourself, always. It's always about we ha- we know the answers. Yeah, we don't yeah. trust our gut sometimes, but you know what feels right. Yeah, yeah. But when you're starting out, you don't you don't really know necessarily what's right for you. Oh, you mean like sexually? Yeah, right. You're like, oh, I don't know if that's going to be good. That might be horrible. That might, and then you're like, oh, it actually was great. Right, exactly. So you that, never know. I think when you're a little younger, it's, at least for me, I, I'm still in, in like the learning phase. I'm, I don't, I'm in the learning phase too, and I have my doctorate in human sexuality. And I've been doing it for for I've been sex for a long time. I, I'm always learning. I'm always challenging myself. I'm always growing, trying new things, trying new toys, studying Tantra, like just Are there really for new what toys for you? Yes. I mean, really? <laughs> I, brought you, I brought you guys some. Oh no my way. God. Yeah. I can't wait to see how good he makes our door prizes. Yes. Um, that was very sweet. Thank yeah. you. But, but you I'm always, a big believer in toys in case you didn't realize right? that either. What's your yeah. favorite? Oh, Lilo. Right. No question about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I brought you a Wee Vibe. They're really. Oh, I like oh, Wee Vibe too. Okay, good. Yeah. Controls okay. with a vibe with an app. Oh, we, we'll oh yeah. We, I have one. Okay. We've met those people. Gifting my mother vibrators. Yeah. Very nice. Well, it depends. Well, yeah, you, if you go to a lot animal. of like, you know, I go to. The, you are the sex. So you yeah, I go to either. Exotica and I, I go to. You get it. So you don't need it. I'm taking it back. So. Joking. Okay. I brought you a book and I brought you lube. Ooh. Thank I you. also need it though because you have a sex she, podcast but I always like being, I think it's so sweet of you that to talk about us thank you I, I, sex with Emily honest, is our favorite guest ever I wasn't even <laughs> thinking like oh they probably get it I was like I just love bringing pleasure wherever I go like if it's your birthday you're oh, gonna get a vibrator yeah. you're gonna get loose you'll a get a book sweetheart that Jeez. is so awesome it's pleasure thank you you guys we are in the pleasure business and sex is being maligned right now in the country and oh, it's like it's terrible well, we're trying to have people have better sex and, and more pleasure in our lives and, and we've even before the sex harassment stuff it's like we always make sex so difficult, and I think that we're all trying to make it a little easier. And to talk people about think, oh, if you have to use a vibrator, there's oh, something right. wrong. And if you have to use porn, there's something wrong. And if you have to use uh, a whip, there's something wrong. And there's nothing wrong. Nothing. I mean, a lot of people are like <laughs> I've, I've interviewed so many people like, oh, I would not let my wife use a vibrator because that means I'm not good enough, or I can, you know, I can't get right. her off with my tongue. And I'm like, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's like the icing on the cake. Exactly. It's like your new best friend. I'm like, I tell guys, or if they're still intimidated by it, I'm like, you know what? It first of all, your penis, it's beautiful. We love it. Like, it, it doesn't vibrate. It can't do these things. <laughs> exactly. or it doesn't thump, or it doesn't go. It can't reach this spot now because it's small. It just physically, <laughs> it's impossible. Oh, and we have so many questions. I go know. on. So it's like it's a it's a, it's just like a different experience for some couples. I'm like, you know, it's like having a threesome. You're bringing a third experience totally. because the, I think the sex after a while with any person is going to get dull if you don't prioritize your sex totally. life and figure out ways to make it interesting. Sex toys. There's so many on the market. And you, need, and you need to communicate constantly. You constantly, constantly have to reevaluate what's going on and try new things. Otherwise, it does. I mean, there's right. no way it cannot get boring. I always said I could be married to George Clooney. Right. Well, maybe not him. But anybody else. Well, even George Clooney has his George, bad days. George Clooney have, cannot get boring. Do you have tips that you recommend for people to spice it up? We yeah. get that question all the time. We do. Yes. Yes. I mean, well, the first thing I always say is communication is a lubrication. And remember that from the very beginning of your relationship to the end that you should always prioritize your sex life from the very beginning. Like when you're talking about like, do we want to have kids and what religion are we going to raise our kids and where do you want to live city or country? You should say, and like, let's talk about our sex life. It's really important to me that we are constantly connected. We don't put it on the back burner when we have kids or we get busy. It's like, is that your most often? So that's the one. Is that the most 
the question you get asked most often. I would say it's like top five is how do we keep sex interesting? I no longer, we've been together six months, six years, 60 years. Why don't we want to have sex anymore? Why? why? And so then, yeah, I was going to say the answer is like communicate from the beginning, but then also keep communicating like about your fantasies, your desires, watch porn together, exchange bucket lists. Like what are three things that you want to try that you'd be down with? It doesn't have to be those things that you fantasize about that you don't want to share. Totally cool. But three things and you guys exchange lists. That's like one easy thing. Like, oh, you want me to tie you up? Cool. We'll do that tonight. You know? And I think um, just constantly be, I mean, there's so many layers to sex. It's so expansive. And I think we just keep, many of us in relationships have sex the same way over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. But even if you do it over and over, you could still add different things. Yes. Dirty talk. Right. Like, right. Dirty talk. Dirty um, talk. Different moves. Different there's so many erogenous zones. Oh my god, yeah. That we don't even know about. We I wanted to ask you about fantasizing. Do you what are your thoughts on fantasizing about other people while you're having sex with someone? It's totally um totally fine. I say why In the fact, fuck not? A, what? <laughs> why the fuck not? <laughs> right, exactly. Of course we're on the same way in life that completely, one. <laughs> it's completely um natural to do that. People always do, you know, it's Could common, you be my daughter by the way? I'm my mom. Did I not realize that I had a daughter? No, you are my me. mother. You sound Jeez. like a mother. I swear to God, I thought oh, the same thing. Your mom is like me? Totally. No your accent. Yeah. Well, oh. I thought, I, yeah, the mission. I don't know, just the, you know, you're a little cooler than my mom. But my, mom, <laughs> my mom's pretty damn cool. That's not true. My mom is cool. She came on my show early on and said she made a sex tape with my stepdad. So no that was cool. Way. Yeah. Oh, well, my mom's another, awesome. But you had another cool. question about that. Remember that. Wait, but, but what else there. were you just saying? What did you ask me? See, you just asked me. The, Fantasizing. Yeah. Okay, so people think guilt here's the problems with sex. People want to know, am I normal? And they're, they're like so worried they're not. And they have shame and guilt about everything they do from, it starts from masturbating to like fantasizing. So you don't need to tell your partner that you're thinking about the cute checkout girl you saw at the store, or the barista at Starbucks, but, but it's okay to think that in your mind for a flash or for five minutes the whole time. I don't care. They don't need to know you love your partner. You're having sex with them. You don't have the barista. In or, bed with you. or you could <laughs> whatever you yeah, need to get there. use that as the playful part. Use it because we do. Right. Do you want to hear about my sex life? Yes. Oh boy, I do. Oh. here it comes. We frequently will go into a lot of different role playing uh, about like I could be our role playing a therapist, so. or I could be his uh, a porn star that we both know that looks just like me, and we just pretend and play it that we right. are these parts exactly and it's just fun and sometimes we'll just like make these things up and yeah. we'll be totally different people that is such a good that's it's, it's, fun. it's hot and people and here's the problem with that it's, it's so easy and fun and people go oh no i could never like when Why i'm like not? hey are you here for are you delivering a pizza they're like oh yeah. god i can't get into that role let's oh, say the pizza yeah, boy yeah. thing just get laugh then when he and he's standing there with the pizza and then get over it and then he'll be like you know, you're going to give me a tip and you just keep going in it. And you, if you could get your mind in that and get over the laughs and it's fine to laugh, you can take an alternate, it's like alternate, alternate reality. And it's like hot. I mean, Oh my God. Yes. It's hilarious. Yeah. This is, it's such a, a fascinating thing because first of all, you're putting yourself at risk. If you don't know the person that well of like, Oh my God, is this person going to laugh at me when I'm being so vulnerable as acting as someone else? And then if they don't, then you're like, oh, shit, we're in it. This but, is as long talk, as you talk first about right. that. We're going to right, play right, this right. game. And like, it's I was dating be a guy and he was like, you know what? Yeah, you don't do it the first. I don't. I, I don't the first <laughs> night. I think it's a one night stand. You're like, hey, sailor. And she's like, what? <laughs> he's like, well, you know, right? Like, who's this? What? No, but, but I think it's like when you're more comfortable and safe. Like, I think when you ask you about great sex. 
for a lot of people and a lot of women I know, they say when they feel safe with someone is when they're more likely to orgasm and the sex is better. So if you're in a safe container with someone you've been seeing, like I was dating a guy once, he's like, I think it'd be so hot if you dressed up in that schoolgirl that uniform that you got. I get sexy outfit sent to me. Another perk, right? Vibrators. And, and she's like, that'd be so hot. And like, I'd be, you'd be naughty and I'd punish you. I'm like, awesome. Uh, spank me. You know, so I'm like. Wait, he said punch you? Like, punish then, you. then I'd be like. Punish. Oh, I thought like you said spank. punch. No. <laughs> Although like, some people punch are that. <laughs> Yeah, punch you. That's a little red flag. No, just He kidding. said, and then I'll punish you. I'm like, he's like, I'm going to spank you. I'm like, great. So I wore it one night and Loved he was it. like, what'd you do wrong today? And it was just like, you know, fun. I could go into it. I could be like, oh, I was very bad. I was late for school, you know? <laughs> or I was beyond the bed. It's hot. I didn't do my homework. Because you're like, out of your head. First of all, we're all in our head are thinking like, am I going to come? Am I going to orgasm? Does she think I'm fat? Does she think my balls are weird? And, and that's the biggest problem is that we're all in our head. Well, it's also, it, it's got to be too. And what my biggest tip is confidence. I just, yes. I just really, really think it's so important that you have that confidence because I always talk about cougars and what I, you know, I've redefined the word and that whole thing, but <laughs> tell me your book. I know. Oh, you didn't know the word, my redefinition. I don't know the actual redefinition, oh, but the confident, perfect. older, unique, genuine, assertive and racy <gasps> woman. I love it. She loves it. <laughs> she loves it. Anyway. The most important thing about that is, and the why people are so, why men are so attracted to cougars, cougars are basically just really confident older women right. who have had a lot of experience and they're independent. They're not as needy. They're just it, a lot different right. than like the young 20 something year old girls that don't. And I was the tw- young 20 something oh, year old girl. I didn't know what I was no. doing and I was scared and I wasn't confident. But when you do get that finally, that confidence to be able to do all these things, Things are a hundred percent different. So true, and it takes time too. So for a lot of young people, I say you're absolutely right. It's like you can't be an expert at sex when you're twenty, mm-hmm. or when you're like twenty. Even if you just started having sex, it takes a while. It takes ten thousand years to become an expert. Ten thousand <laughs> hours Probably to become 10, an expert. Years. Yeah, really. For some people, they never get there. <laughs> ten thousand hours to become an expert. So people are like so hard on themselves. Like, oh, I don't think he liked my blowjob. It's like. It takes, just ask, look, ask questions. I'm sure you're fine. He's glad your mouth was around. I was going to say, if it's but, even but really, the same vicinity, is, but, they'd be happy. But it is confidence. <laughs> no, you're right, though. It's the sexiest thing when someone just that is. just is like, and, and for women, my, my biggest tip for women is that like to feel confident. Like I know for women, we have so many, we don't want to get on top because our boobs look weird and we feel exposed oh. or we don't want to ask for what we want. And that we think um, we but when you when you really get into like masturbation, like mindful masturbation, like like you really like what? Let's feels talk good about to mindful me. masturbation. Yeah. What exactly is that? Like what? Like when you're just like you're not getting off with like, which is great to get off with a vibrator, but you're like you use a vibrator, but you just aren't like one and done. You're like, okay, I'm gonna lay back. I'm gonna give myself a bath. I'm gonna get put my phone away. I'm gonna like listen to music. I'm gonna get into all my senses. So I'm gonna light a candle. And I'm going to have a bubble bath. And I'm going to listen to my favorite sexy music. I can read erotica. I can do, I can watch porn. Exactly. I can do all, anything. Get in the mood. Get it. Because for women, it's like our brain gets on board and like our body will follow. So we'll like need to be all of our senses thinking about it. And then like experiment, like get in bed, like use some lube, like rub your hands over your body. Don't go right for your like clitoris and just like what, like really understand your riding stones. And then like when you can learn to truly orgasm and what feels good, you can then know like, Oh, this is how it feels good when I'm with a partner. So I'll move in this way and I'll show them like when he's going down on me rather than having him do it for an hour. It doesn't feel good. I'll be like, Oh, a little to the left, to the right. Yeah. Don't you want feedback? Oh yeah. Feedback is great. Right? Well, you, you, you like, have the owner's manual. 
We have the It's like manual. having this gorgeous Porsche and saying, just drive it. No, you have to give them the owner's <laughs> manual to the Porsche. Exactly. And when I was growing up, here's the thing. Tell me if you thought this. I thought that men were shipped away to some boys, like were shipped away to some private school where they all learned about <laughs> sex and my body and women because I didn't know. So I was like, oh, guys need to come in with experience. Like they got to show me. And I thought like someday my prince will come and so will I. I'm like, uh-uh. no, it does not work that way. No, Yeah, it, it leads to very awkward experiences when that mentality is there. Exactly. But I think what, you, what, Cam, what Cam, you are, you know, he's a, he does meditation, he does yoga. I would think that you'd be very mindful and very focused and very attentive. And that is really the best learning tool you that can Trump's have. That experience or how many people you've slept with. Because in the moment, a woman's body is telling you exactly what she needs if you pay totally. attention. Yeah. And yeah, you know that. So yeah. we're not, and every woman's different. So even if your last girlfriend was like, she needed something, I'm like pointing to her, you know, whatever. <laughs> your next girlfriend would be like, don't touch my clitoris. Don't yeah. touch my nipple. You know, and you're like, what? So yeah, you have to yeah. each woman is a chance to learn again each girl is a snowflake exactly there is one thing about like saying like yeah confidence is great that's how it's going to improve your sex life but it's such a hard thing to because it it comes with like a lot of external shit so i think knowing your body allows you to be confident but your job affects your confidence. Where you live affects your confidence. You're like all of this Especially other for shit. men. Yes. yes. When men aren't feeling strong in their game, like with work or your financial struggles, um, it's really hard to feel sexual, to be in the mood. To yeah. Want to, yeah. yeah. And the men, like, I can't be the provider. It's right. like right. Right. It, it actually, What is that called again? Emasculates. Yeah, you feel, they feel emasculated. They're like, I don't know, you know if they lose their job. Yeah. It's it's tough. So I get, I feel for men in their 20s. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. Right? Why it, so There hard. could be men in their 50s and 60s that lose their job then. True, and they're in the same state of depression or whatever that is, right. a feeling of inadequacy. So I, I, I think it can happen at it's any true. age, and it's no, really. I just mean sexually, sex- like living in LA as a guy. And, but I feel bad for everyone when they have hard time with sex. No, I don't mean men too, older men too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, we talked about humor and playfulness? Did they talk about that in sex school? Humor, but yeah, I mean, did, you know what. Did they talk about being, like, um, during sex? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it was probably sex school or just all the, the stuff I've done is just, like, you, books and everything. But I, yes, everything should be playful. <laughs> what shouldn't be, tell me what shouldn't be playful. Like, what shouldn't should, be? Maybe funeral. But yeah, even then, yeah. sometimes we laugh. Even that? Well, are you kidding but me? I've saying, had some good laughing attacks so at funerals. It's so better to take sex less seriously. And I would say that everyone should laugh during sex. Try to laugh. That's Try what we yeah. were wondering. And even if you, you make a weird noise or whatever, if you just laugh or you just keep going, no Or if you to, fart, that's hilarious. Fart. It's fine. <laughs> and we're so worried about doing it right and whatever. And I think just the more you just like, whatever, you keep going. Yeah. And you just don't get stuck on it. You don't trip on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, the, it should be fun and playful. And partners but, should play together. The partners that play together stay together it's true no matter what whether it's sex or you start another thing to spice it up do something fun take a new class work out together like that also pairs you oh you could adrenaline. do a sensual massage together i did that yes. i did that i did a sensual <laughs> massage you have asked that, by the way to hear about her sex like yeah. the oh doors my, have been what gates open See? but no it's nothing good. happens actually except that the so my boyfriend was massaging me and then the instructor was massaging like a model and then he, all of a sudden he goes to my boyfriend, come on over and massage the model. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm laying here for like 20 minutes while he's... He's cock-blocking me here? Right. <laughs> cock-blocking me. I don't know right. what the hell is that all about. 
But you could take things like that together and even oh dance God, classes I or whatever. You did that. Oh, Can we I tell you, central massage is so underrated. Even just mm. massage. Massage because is so it, underrated. So men, men yes. do not get this. It literally is. I used to tell my husband. Some, so into some, you guys. Men, Hi, some men. Wait. I am very into the central See, massage. I knew yeah. it. But, yeah. but yeah, you're your father, you're so your good. father was also good at massage. But I had to ask him every time. I'm like, don't you understand that? You would have to, it would take you five minutes to give me a massage and I'd be in the mood in a second. Right. That's exactly. it. Five minutes. That's all you need. Is right. that five minutes? Five minutes. Five minutes, maybe 10. It's the hidden secret to all men. Stress is the biggest killer of our sex drive, right? Because we're so anxious. We come from work. We got the to-do list, our phones. It's so hard to shut down. And so we don't want to have sex. We want, we're connected. We're TV. But if your partner comes up to you, men or women, and they're like massaging your shoulder or they touch you, you're like, all of a sudden you're just like, ah, and you can relax in your body. And then you're like. Well, especially that I interviewed a couple um, uh, massage therapists, uh, sensual massage artists, and the two of them said, totally focus on the butt. Totally on the butt. You got to warm up that butt area first for a while because that is going to, you know, generate the warmth throughout the whole area. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of tension in there. How about this relationship between anxiety and sex? Because you said we come home with a lot of stress, anxiety. So biggest killer of our sex drive and stress, right? Especially, is it, I don't want to focus on this, but it's especially for men. It seems like uh, men know women. I would women. say it's funny. Oh. You say, I would say that it's um, women. I can't tell you how many women are like, "Can you just get me to stop thinking about my to do list during sex? I just didn't get everything mm. done. I'm thinking the kids are going to walk in. My day was my boss is calling. I, were you talking about that or sexual performance? Oh. I was thinking with men, I think well, it's a sexual performance so I, I, the anxiety that I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I, a- I was actually saying both because mm. I've I've seen how anxiety affects me or, well, I've seen how it affects- <laughs> I know about your PE. We'll talk about it. I know. <laughs> Do not label Cam so, as that anymore. Sorry. He's, he's past no, we're gonna work, Especially if you're a meditator. I can teach. Yeah. Anyway. I would love on. to learn how to I'll last learn. Yeah. So I, so I am wondering if it if it does if if anxiety on, an, on even when I'm in a state where I think I'm calm if that actually is what leads me to come quicker than I want to. And are you too calm? I've also no, I'm not too calm. It's breath? Do you breathe a lot? Yeah. It, when I'm having sex, it's it's way harder for me to control right. my breath. Right. Way harder. You have to practice. So mindful masturbation for you is when you're masturbating. I'm assuming you masturbate. I do, but you, also you, I have. A weird situation with that where okay. I'm like, I think it's kind of like a waste of time, something, or it's just like, oh, okay. In the same way, like I, I, I have trouble with just watching TV because I'm like, I'd rather be with people and, and right. talking with them, or it's, it's. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But does the right? Okay, so here's a good thing. You, you could, but to work the best way to work on it is to really when you're masturbating is that you you masturbate until you. About to jet like point of no return. You've heard this edging kind of. I, we did a twenty-one day masturbation. He did a twenty-one challenge. days. Good. His whole blog is on the, on the website actually. It, it, so. <laughs> oh, so you know? Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Well, so <laughs> here's 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 what changed. You got to stick with it though. Yeah. So I did it for over Great. twenty-one days. Nice. No, no porn. No porn. Okay. So good. The rules were times. you come to the edge three times and then you don't ejaculate for the whole fucking time you're doing it so for 21 days yeah it's painful and right. you're like praying for it uh, like is it painful the whole time uh no it over time give you energy uh it made me it Focused. affected me cr- like in right? a crazy way Super i was focused? like an animal like i felt <laughs> like a hunter almost. were you attacking women like, on the street you, feeling, I, I, it I, wasn't sexual energy was it or was it more like you felt like a man like very strong and focused it made me like really on edge almost okay. yeah 
And it did affect me, affect me in a weird way when looking at women. I was I like started looking directly at vaginas <laughs> walking down the street. That's never happened before. I was like, "What is happening?" Wow. So yeah. what happened? So twenty. What happened? Did you? So okay. Ever- so I think I developed a much stronger understanding for Great. my own system and like, oh, th- these are the muscles that control how to, how I ejaculate. But when I finally am with a, a woman, it's like. So fucking goes out the window. I'm like, <laughs> I oh, know, I don't dude, care it's about so that. So hard, I know. So that would be like just really making sure that she's pleased. Yeah. First, so you like don't rush into that, and she's fine. And then you just like, honestly, you is there a position that you come in quicker than others? Like you start in the other position. It's okay to stop. Yeah, yeah. So and- I found like a few techniques that work for me, and I've also realized that I, I think I had a lot of shame about like coming quickly, even if I were able to get up immediately afterwards. I still would feel like, oh, I just, I'm out of my own control. That it. sucks. But you're over there, right? But now I'm over, yeah, right? So, that, like, so that's why we, we move past this. Yeah, we, you we move kinda past have, it. Yeah, because we've talked about this at length because she, <laughs> for a while, she was making fun of me for coming too quickly. Or we would joke about no, it. No, we were just and teasing I'm, each and other. And then I was okay. like, oh, this is, this is not funny like, anymore, mom. Yeah, it's kind of like now. Putting... I know Promescent is one. Of, I think they're one of your sponsors, but I've worked. That, I mean, they're, it's good. It does work. For yeah, people, I, you know, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. those of you who don't know, it's a penis spray. They just, yeah, and what's nice is it doesn't transfer to your partner, and it, it really works. Right, apparently. exactly. But, it's but, a, right. It's a um, a, uh, yeah, it's a premature ejection spray that is um that doesn't it desensitizes your penis, but not so you can't feel anything. It takes like ten minutes, and you wait, and like your partner doesn't even have to know. You can even take a shower. Yeah. And it won't transfer to like she won't get numb inside. Like if you put your penis inside, just kind of self defeating. It lasts twice as long for a lot of men. But I, you know, but you. Do but your... but then it does make the it does make sex for the guy like a little less intense. Like it does take it's it's. I kind of thought it was like the feeling of taking a glass of wine, drinking a glass of wine, where it's you're like, feeling. no, I get it. It is yeah, it is a good <laughs> feeling, it. but it but you don't experience the stimulus as strongly. It. Right, but then you didn't come. But then you don't right. So it's kind of a trade off. So right. that right. So that anyway. Okay, so but you're over it now because yeah, I'm over it a dying. little bit because I'm like yeah. I'm 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 more comfortable with the fact that oh okay I know the the drill I, if I come too quickly I'm probably gonna get up in like a minute or two exactly. and then I'll we'll just go for which, much longer. Which how many men would just love that aspect? Right. So, Hold uh, on to that in your twenties. I still yeah. have so much forties. When your forties, I can't get up. <laughs> yeah. Well, Not and then out. conversely, what do you suggest for the ones who have a real hard time? Ex- no pun intended, getting hard yeah, um, and staying hard, especially when you're with a new partner or especially when you're using a rubber or condom. Rubber is kind of an antiquated <laughs> yeah. statement. No. Condom. But yeah, what do you do for those guys? I mean, for those guys, the same. I mean, they could take like a, you know, a Viagra, a Viagra, yeah. a yeah. thing. But I think that um, definitely like see your doctor. If they're older, older men, like they should definitely. No, should get younger guys in their 20s. Testosterone. I don't think I don't hear it as much with younger guys. I've heard but it to plenty. me. That's more anxiety. It's anxiety. Probably. Totally. Yes. Because once they, it happens once, sure. they think it's going to happen every well, time. That's like that's... everything. It's going to happen. You're going to come really quickly every time. Right, right, gonna... right. So I think for those guys, but for some guys, they should also get checked out. Just like every woman, if you're having pain during sex, get checked out by your doctor. Make sure there's not anything else going on. And a lot of times it's just anxiety. I mean, it really is. And it's just, it's even just calling it out and saying, like when you are having sex, so you could be like, I get really turned on, so I'm going to come quickly, but don't worry, baby, I'm going to go again. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Like, that's so confident, right? Or just something like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. this is going to happen, and you just, you own it. And I think you're doing that, which yeah, I yeah. love. That's, yeah, that's what I'm going for. I've also heard my friend, it's, I think it is even if you, ED or erectile dysfunction, it, I think it is in a lot of ways related to anxiety, because I've had friends who have taken, who just have the pill 
uh, like a Viagra or Cialis in their pocket, just, right. and that changes everything. Just right. knowing that that's a possibility. Exactly. That's it's crazy. In your pocket. Placebo. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Placebo. But okay, so we were also talking about anxiety with regard oh. on, on the other side of things. So women, I've been oh, with yeah. women who have anxiety, and then it let they they can't organ, they can't be brought to that brain because mm. their mind right. is everywhere. And the female orgasm is just so much trickier. It's like the stars have to be aligned. And it like, takes a long, long it time sometimes. For... And some people are like multi-orgasmic. Right. And you, right. And again, it's it's learned. It is. It's feeling safe. It's learning how to get back into your body during sex and being like, okay, I'm in my head. I'm thinking this. And then go back to your breath. What am I feeling now? Oh, I'm feeling tingling sensation in my pelvic floor. And like you just go back to your breath. Go back to your body, what you're feeling. Like, as med- it's meditation. You can do this during your mindful masturbation, but taking time to be, like, um, really in tune with your body. So I would also say no porn for women at that time. Like, just be like, what am I feeling now? What's happening? And then you could tune in, lock into that sensation, that, that experience you had with yourself when you're with your partner mm-hmm. as well. I'm also curious about, like, this, this psychological... Uh, issues that might like like if right. I, I i came up with a question for you my mom was like that's kind of a strange oh, one yes. <laughs> uh i'm interested in how your relationship with your parents uh affects your sex life like oh. if because <laughs> you mentioned barriers wow. <laughs> well it's no, my fault that he has all these no, little issues here well what do you mean i mean uh, our relationship with our parents affect everything Right, right, right. But how does it so, sex? yeah, because you were like, you have to be mindful so that you break down these barriers that you have up. Right, that's kind of what you were about to yeah. say. Let, let's hear about so you personally, by body. the way. Oh, about what, how my parents? Yeah, did, I, when you were growing up, did you up, talk about sex? Yeah, you know what? My mom was cool, and again, I don't know why I say mom. You're just, you just see. I don't know. My mom is super cool, and I had a very, I grew up in a very liberal home, and uh, my mom just said to me, I think she just said like, if you have any questions, ask me. I'm cool, you know, I'm cool, and I was like, the problem is when my parents say that it was cool, but as a kid, you don't know what the questions are. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think that's still the problem with sex education. So I didn't know what to say. But what happened was when I got, I was in college and I was like 20 and I was talking to my girlfriends and I was just saying like, what? I don't get it. Like it hurts. He's pounding away at me. Like what's so great about it? They're like, don't you have an orgasm? I was like, I what? didn't even know what it was. <laughs> yeah. I never masturbated. It never even occurred to me to touch myself. So maybe on. that's what it should be. Instead of saying sex education, we should just say orgasm education. Pleasure education. Doctor. Yeah. Joyce and elders try to do that. During the Clinton administration, he appointed her a Surgeon General, and she said that we should teach masturbation in schools. That's and, what oh, we, should we, we should teach. We should teach for be more both boys and girls. And safety, you know? But we only talk about, you know, fear-based tactics. Like, you're going to get STDs and pregnant. But we should say, also, you could have feel orgasm. good during sex. Now, you, you, are you, you said you have a stepfather. I do, yeah. So, with... Did your relationship with your mother change when your your parents are, is there a divorce so my, or a death? Yeah, so my death, everything. My my parents oh, got divorced. Wow. Um, yeah, when I was like nine, and then they they were both each remarried, and my dad died when I was nineteen. Because mm. we have that in common. We're yeah, I'm so yeah, sorry. So yeah, uh, uh, of a medical. Reason? He had a heart attack in Mexico. He was forty nine oh, years old. So I know. Sudden. So young. Just, oh, I know. It's so, so awful. Sudden. So they weren't together, but he was remarried to someone that was not great. So i anyway, but. So how did that affect, and now my stepdad, my mom's with my stepdad for like 30 years, but, um, I don't know how my parents, I feel like you're, it's more about your, your culture, your society, your religion, your environment, and, and possibly your parents. Like, you know, people say like my mom always walked around naked or her, my parents having sex, but mostly, you know, that could be something maybe, but mostly it's about like, was there shame? Like there's a lot of people who were raised in religions where they were told that if you masturbate, you're going to go oh, blind yeah, or you're horrible absolutely. or it's a bad thing or, or sex is out of your church. Yeah. Right. 
or, you know, so I feel like it's more like the messaging that you get around it from everybody, but I'm trying to think about parents affecting it. Like maybe they could just say like my mom, my friend was very Catholic and her mom was like, you're not allowed to get birth control. Mm. You know, you're not allowed to have sex and you have to wait till you're married. And she was my roommate freshman year. We met like blind at, at Michigan. And I was just like, you've got to get over that. Like, that is not, <laughs> we are so losing your virginity like that. Cause she, not because she believed she was already there. Like she's like, what? And I'm like, and she did eventually, but you know, so there's those things, but then you feel guilt and you feel like you did something wrong and you went against your parents. And I, I just my if I could have my purpose on the planet is to help eradicate all that stuff. And so we just are go easy on ourselves and there's not so much like shame and guilt and fear around sex and just bring back the pleasure, yeah. like bring back the communication and have great Bravo. sex. Eat, eat, so, but you gotta, yeah, we gotta get into it, understand it to release it. Cause it doesn't just go away. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. Like we keep it in us. And yeah. Gotta, yeah. Like totally. you did it. You just worked through your thing. Well, that's anxiety, but still like whatever it is, we can work through any challenge we have. Yeah. And so and plus your relationship at the time with whoever you're with, if you're having a lot of one night stands is one thing, but if you have like a, a person that you trust that you can grow with and you can talk about all this stuff with, it's going to be so much better. Exactly. And that's, I think what happened to you. You had a relationship. Yeah. Like, that was big. Able- How long was it? It was huge. Six months. Okay. For me, that was very No, big. I get it. But yeah, it, for me, it was, it was huge. I, I am fascinated by the, how important trust is in terms of having good sex. Yes. And, and that's kind of where this question was prompt, how it kind of came to me. Cause I was like, Oh, I think your parents really teach you. They're the first form of trust. Like that's the first yeah. connection you have. Oh, that's more like relationships than what you're saying. Parents affect you in relationships or sex. Or keep well, going. So I think right. they're both related. Right. So your relation, your openness with the other person in a relationship is also going to affect your sex life. And yes. that is all relating back at large to the, the parents. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that's what I was getting how, at. How like, do they if, build you up? Do you feel good about yourself? You right, know, right, right. But if you are with women, if like, you're you know? with a single, if you're with a single parent, okay, and this parent is going out, they're dating and they're, you can maybe, you know, you see a lot more sex, sexual, you know, stuff going yeah. on in the air and you like my friend said when she was single she gave her daughter when she was like 12 a vibrator and that usually won't happen with a married couple true i, I, I mean that i'm just wondering if that's what your personal experience well, was okay there. so no that's a really good question i haven't thought about this either my mom would not because she, whatever it's been so long but my parents didn't do it they did not handle it well and it's funny because you said i kept thinking how do they affect my sex life i could tell you how they affect my relationship life mm. <laughs> like my dating well, attachment models. commitment yeah, issues models. that i can see more than sex but um, but no, my, my mom, my mom and dad were like, my dad, I mean, he, I attended four of my parents' weddings when I was 25. Like Whoa. literally each got married three times. I was like, that Oh my wild. God, I really, I thought only parents got married. Do <laughs> you really just want to fuck me up this bad? You know? Oh, wow. And so, yeah, that's a lot of marriages and divorce, you know, but my mom was with my stepdad, you know, the second one, the second marriage was a four year thing. And my dad had like one five, one five year, one, one year. The point is how that messed me up was I think um, here's how it is. How much time do we have? Is that <laughs> lay down dad, on the couch over right, here? Exactly. Let's talk about this. My dad would be like, "Oh, meet so and so." You know, every week we'd meet up, but I only saw him once or twice a week. This is before like I guess he had like fifty fifty custody. More so, that's more common now. Maybe like I saw him on Thursdays and Sundays, and he would bring like some new girl he was dating on Sundays. And then my mom, my parents got divorced, and she got remarried like less than a year later, and she was dating him like six months later. It was. And I'm sure there was probably some dalliance before. Who knows? But 
it wasn't good and I didn't I didn't like him and he was abusive and um, mm. more like emotionally but it was just it, just wait to wait to bring your kids into the mix I know you're I excited about that. somebody yeah, yeah. there's no and, need for that you know, my mom but you know my mom was is a single mom you know, she she raised me she's a you know independent woman like made her all money she's very successful but she was also like trying to do it all and do you have siblings gotta go I have a brother older mm. brother yeah, so so I, I don't know if you have any questions about this, but I was oh, wondering. No, that, with kids. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was wondering if I you if you uh, <laughs> married. Who knows what he is these days? But if you, when you are now, are you currently in a relationship or single? I'm dating. So when you're dating, do you say right from the get go? Uh, guess what? Uh, we may be talking about dates on my podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, they. Um, yeah, I think they know if we're already on a date, they've already like Googled, listened to a podcast, you know, and I try to keep that information. I mean, like I'm, I'm on Bumble too. I don't use it that much. I mean, I'm, I mostly meet people like out in the world and I'm dating, like I date a few people I want. I mean, I've been in long-term relationships, but mostly I'm just, anyway, however I meet them, there's going to come a time with like, what do you do? And so, um, yeah, they Google me, they find out. And so, yeah. And then they get on the date and typically they're like, are you going to talk about this on your show? Yeah. And I have to say, I haven't, I don't think I've ever pissed anyone. There was one guy that I said something about years ago and he listened. He's like, I never listen. Oh, they always say they don't listen, but they listen. Right, (laughs) right, right. And uh, I'm like, I wish you'd listen to the sex tip part. (laughs) 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 I'm like, who I'm dating, but that's cool. You know, maybe we'd still be together. I said something and it upset him like about how we broke up. But um, mostly I'm not going to share their names. I'm not going to say last night. I'll say like six months ago. You know, uh, so I try not yeah. to incriminate mm, right. you know. So yeah, you I put it in it's past. good material. Yeah. Because I mean, the boundaries are tough though. I mean, I yes. find it hard. I find, well, the other boundaries I find difficult and it, right from the get go. I mean, when I first began, I thought I can't use my last name, but if you don't, then it's, it doesn't seem genuine. You have to kind of use your last name. Well, not on the, well, yeah. On the dating apps, you don't really have to, but then no, I like, what do you, I'm oh, in, you mean in real like, life? In, 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 for this in, podcast. For the podcast. Oh, the podcast. Sorry. For or the, for my YouTube channel that was prior oh. to the podcast. So my question is like, do you get like a lot of men coming on to you? Like, you know, obviously wanting to ask you out, but not only that, but like weird, fetishy, weird things that, that that they want from you like yeah do they want to buy your shoes or they're your a little you <laughs> i wish they wanted to buy me shoes i no, i'm kidding oh, like, i just nice had that shoes. the other day she no, gets a lot i know i got a lot of that kind of stuff like you know can Is i buy your panties your no i'm <laughs> sure <laughs> i don't get that it's funny i you don't i wish i did no i i'm buying <laughs> like a state of shop right seven. now i i we get a lot of emails from state from listeners seven. we get you know hundreds of because yeah. you're an attractive woman, you can't podcast people. She's really pretty. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't. I don't know, but I don't get a lot of that. No, I get. I mean, sure. There's some people like, is it okay if I masturbate to your podcast? I'm like, sure. I'm glad you're listening. Yeah, I, I get Whatever those works. kind of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> is it okay? Please subscribe to the podcast. Do you, don't, do you get dick pics? We do get dick pics on our Facebook page. We get. Am I getting my Instagram direct yeah. message? Please don't do it right now. I'll block you. Snapchat. Yeah, that's what I do too. I've, it's been my first experience with dick pics. <laughs> receiving them, I'm just receiving it. Right? I have not even you. sent one yet, and I'm, I've received so many through our fucking DM. Obviously directed towards her, not right. me. Oh my God, look at you! How do you handle all the men? You have a boyfriend. Oh, it's just like it's it, funny. It's it's very very uh, uncomfortable a lot of the times, especially because right. they're saying it on our podcast together. It's just like like what are they thinking? They're the most repulsive things. Question, I, I just, it dawned on me, we didn't talk about this that I was going to ask this, but I have to ask about the penis size issue because oh. that's the other issue I get all, uh, on a oh, daily yeah. basis okay. almost. And I'm always like, size doesn't matter, and all that kind of stuff. But, but there are guys that have a very small 
penis and they're very upset about it. Mm-hmm. And, and what? Can't do anything. And and there are women out there that like do not want to be with them because of this small thing. Right. That's true. And that is true. That and, th- and there are men who wouldn't want to be with me because my boobs aren't big enough. And there's men who wouldn't like me because I'm short. And there's women who won't date a uh, you know a guy who doesn't like you know who's bald or who's short or who's too tall. Who knows? So there's a lot of. But do you really believe that's the same thing? I I, I do, because there will be women who who will be like I'm not into it. But there's other women who are like, you know what? I get off it. Like there's most women can't orgasm from a penis alone, right, no matter how big right. it is. You need more clitoral stimulation. So if you're got, you know, like any man or if take care of you, you know, make sure you have your orgasm. And then like it just, then you get, get on top. That's a great position. I have a lot of stuff on my website at sex with Emily. Um, a lot of articles about like best positions with a small penis and best mm, positions yeah. with a big penis. But I mean, honestly, it's like, I feel like if you know how to move and you know, like they say it's not the size of the ship, the motion of the ocean. I mean, I, I really believe that. And if you're with a woman who's like, I don't need anything big. Like my G spot is like only like, it's really two inches inside an inch or two. So, and also you need more clitoral stimulation. So you just rub your clitoris and I'm telling you, I've, I know a lot of small penis men, several that are happily married. And I can tell you first, they didn't work for me, but not because of their penis. Um, I'm just saying it. Yes. It's, it, I understand that you're fretting about it, but let me tell you this after 13 years and th- tens of thousands of emails I've received from listeners. I'm not kidding that I hear more from women that are troubled by a big penis. Oh yeah. Than definitely. A small penis. Oh yeah. And men who email me saying my penis is too big. It hurts. Yeah. What do we do? And, and, and I do hear from men who are worried about the small penis, but it's more because of their concerns. Not because the woman made mm-hmm. fun of them or left the room. So, all the penis anxiety comes from the men. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, you know, a lot of, I just. And yes, there's size queens, but there's also, there's everything queens and kings. A comedy teacher of mine recently posted on Facebook. She's like, everyone has to stop making fun of small penises because it is fucking toxic masculinity that fueled yeah. this. And it, and it just creates this whole so shame thing. And what did it, what started the whole thing? The bigger is better thing? It's porn. Porn started that because that's what it's, it, it's these gigantic, humongous, you right. know, nothing in porn. Most of what you see in porn is not realistic. Or, or it's, it's the angle that they shoot it at. So oh, by the way, someone commented on this thread saying the reason he was a porn producer and he was like, by the way, it's not, be, it, they, we don't use big penises because it's better. We use it because it allows for the camera to see like it, it, to get in there and to see what's going yeah. on. That's Special effects. Yeah, basically. No, well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think porn is in a lot of things. I mean, for but, us that are. Yeah. So, what is your view on porn? No, um, my thing is like you know, like like anything. Healthy, moderation, moderation is the key of life, right? Okay. And for a lot of like people, like that's you know, they're fa- it gives them rich fantasies, gives them ideas. Couples watch it together. They can be like, let's try that. Mm-hmm. It can spice it up. Um, but I think it can also be a problem when it's how a lot of young people kids are learning about sex and that's all they've seen is porn and then they go to have sex and they're like well i must moan this way and he's thinking why didn't three of her friends show up and yeah why doesn't she she like bukkake exactly it's just not realistic and it's never whenever i'm watching it i'm like there's no way she's having an orgasm like he's Mm -hmm. nowhere near her clitoris what's going on (laughs) or you know whatever it's just so that can be misleading so it's for entertainment it's great but to for education it's not you you talked about a breathing exercise earlier. What's going on with that? Because I don't know if, unless that was the edging thing that you were doing. Oh, about. no. Breathing. Oh, my God. Well, breathing during sex is so um, important. Just breathing during intimacy. I mean, to to breathe in, you know, it's, um. there's different breaths you could do, like in through your nose, out through your mouth. But for sex, what's really great for a couple, first of all, 
back up. For a lot of people, when they're having sex, they hold their breath. They get nervous. They hold their breath. They I, get anxious. It sounds crazy. My breath sounds crazy when I'm having sex. Like, right. I'm like... I'm, are you hyperventilating? Yeah, what almost hyperventilating. Right. <laughs> it, to the point where my, my ex-girlfriend was like, okay, you have to fucking breathe you're right a, now. You're a freight. Do you do yoga or anything? Do you yeah. have like yogic breathing or pranayama breathing? Yeah, like, yeah. Really like you want the full deep like down to your pelvic floor <laughs> yeah. breath. Deep, deep yeah. diaphragm breathing. But there are muscles and for men sometimes it can be a lot harder but it's a practice. And yeah. at first you're like, I can only get to here. Shallow breaths. Mm-hmm. But the more you have a practice like when you're meditating of breath where you're like literally like you're and for women too, it's so helpful to just move your breath down to your pelvic floor like you'll feel it like you tense your kegel muscles for you it'd be great to do kegels too is it kegel or kegel it's kegel kegel (laughs) you say say kegel i say i have an iphone app called kegel camp that will remind you to do them every day okay what 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 for (laughs) clenching your oh yeah it's the peace stopping muscles Mm -hmm. where you stop and start the flow of urine and if you do them i have guys email me all the time there's 20 levels and they say like Oh my God, I'm so hard. I can shoot across the room like I was like 15. <laughs> um, but there, it's important to have a strong pelvic floor because everything drops, when, you know, oh, with age. Yeah. So, so um, <laughs> yeah, so you're breathing down to your pelvic floor. And for women, it's great too because there's a lot of women who feel very disconnected from their body. And they feel like sex just happens and they're like, I don't feel anything or they don't think about sex or they're just not turned on. And when you start breathing and you, you consciously are like, you breathe down and you like clench your pelvic floor muscles that you know and you tense relax them like you can move the breath through and you just it wakes up this whole area mm-hmm. like you were saying about your butt during meditation during mm-hmm. massage can just it, you gotta awaken it you mm-hmm. gotta like be like i'm alive like breathe. awaken it yeah, all yeah. so that's kind of the breath and then yeah. for like tantra which can be so scary for people they're like i don't want to orgasm for 30 hours and i don't want to practice the basics of tantra is intimacy and it's like you make eye contact with your partner during sex or during practicing, just sitting like in that position where you're like the su- not somber, the butterfly, yeah, or whatever or you, right? And you're like you regulate your breathing, this, yeah, and you regulate, <laughs> and it's used typically with like masculine and feminine energy. Like it could even be two men, but who's ever in either masculine feminine role, you you um you regulate your breath with your partner, and you just kind of it kind of naturally happens through practice. It's not like you have to be like wait, you know, mm-hmm. but you just kind of. And it regulates. And then you just feel this connection and this energy you have mm-hmm. with your partner. And it can really just, for a lot of people, that's in, the most intimate thing you can do. And it really... Yeah. Yeah. Put that one on my life. bucket list. It's really cool. I've learned a lot. I'm telling you, I, that's what I've been studying. Do you believe in monogamy? I believe in it. I believe <laughs> that it exists. Um, I believe that it exists. I believe that we also need to look at just like we get to decide what kind of sex we want to have and what feels good to us. I believe that we should all take um, control of our own relationships and decide not, you know, society shouldn't get to define how you want to live your life and what kind of relationship you want to have. And I think that the problem with monogamy is that's the only option we have on the table. We're mm-hmm. like, till death do us part, you're going to be with one person. You'll never be attracted to anyone else. And that's just not realistic. We mm-hmm. know that that's not realistic. And so anyway, I believe it exists, but I believe it's a, a lot bigger struggle. It's a, um, it's a much larger, larger struggle than we, than we pay attention to and that people should just stop trying to fit into these little tiny molds, uh, uh, roles that don't molds of relationships that don't work for them. Have you struggled with Good this? Good answer. I have. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely been, um, and, and this is like way long, even before, all, no, I guess my parents, it was a pretty early on the event, but even when I remember being 19 in college or 18 thinking like, God, sex with one person for the rest of your life is so 
awful. Yeah. Like that's a boring. Like I would. Never How about just want kissing that. one person for yes, the rest of your life? How does that happen? Right. And so it's always been something where I was like, I'm just not sure, but I'm open. Like I hope that I. And I used to say like I hope that I feel differently. Like in my 20s, I was like, well, hopefully they'll all meet someone. And I'll be like, oh yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna. This yeah. is it. We're gonna baby. You know. But that just. You know. It was just never felt right for me. And so I struggle with thinking. Do I want to be open? Do I want, you know, and I think that right now where I've come to is like, I, I've been in committed relationships, you know, for years and also been staying someone for two years. And then the last year and a half, I've been just, you know, dating like a few people at once and they know, or, you know, so it's just, I guess that's polyamory, but it's, it's so casual sometimes that you don't really need to talk about it. And yeah. I know they're seeing other people and we always practice safe sex and I've kind of tried it all. But you're right about societal influences we need more that, models yeah there and, is nothing out there and and there's so much cheating that goes on and i think that's right. so much worse than if you what just you open yeah. up the relationship right just open the door right open the door to it <laughs> open, open it up. up talk about if it. if you need to if you don't want to then don't don't right. yeah but for some people monogamy's awesome there's not one way to do it how many happily married couples do you know not many right me neither <laughs> i always say that but people get so mad he's like you think everyone's unhappy i'm like some are happy but i don't know I think it works for some. I am so curious about... I've been wanting to ask you, like, why sex this whole time? Like, what is... Why are you so interested in it? Why sex? It's it's fun, right? It's like like saying, like, I'm into... Like, let's say it's like in cooking, right? Like, I'm a chef. Like, I think you'd constantly be... I don't cook at all, but... Oh, she, she, she definitely be, could be my daughter. Yeah. Like, I literally <laughs> never have ever... That's the other thing. Find a guy that cooks. <laughs> Forget... I, he's got to be good in bed, but you know what? He needs to cook. Right. I, I agree. I mostly... I do date guys who cook. Well, they always cook more than me, because I don't. Well, yeah. <laughs> that bar is not that high, apparently. Exactly. I'm like, oh, you can use... You can make a piece of chicken? Cool. I'm down. But um, but why sex? Yeah. Because sex is... is I find it inherently infinitely fascinating and um it's it's so i love helping people with their sex lives and they're really i I truly love what i do and i i think it's our our um that it can be the source of so much pleasure and joy how how can people find out more about you and your it's all Plug sex with, okay i have a podcast sex with emily i release it twice a week i and highly recommend it two so thumbs fun. up yeah thank you um yeah and so it's and i'm all it's all at sex with emily on instagram twitter and facebook and i love hearing from you so if you want to email me your questions it's feedback at sex with emily.com i've got a great website that we update every day with blog posts and videos and everything to help you have better sex and lots of fun toys and it's so awesome yeah you guys are awesome did, oh, did we had a great any, time. Did you have any questions? I, I, I came to abrupt ending. There. That was it. Our, our, we always end with a question, which oh. is, have you walked in on your parents having sex or vice versa? No, I never did. Okay. No. Lucky you. Oh, did they ever walk on me? No. I know. I can't believe it. No, never. Wow. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank, Emily. You. <laughs> Group hug. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Group hug. Thank you so much. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.